But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe it's not true Good afternoon, welcome to NUFC Manners with me, Steve Ray, Thursday, and it is Super Mac and Gibbo that join me. Good afternoon, chaps. Hi, boys. Hi, Hi John. Hi, my great, great to see you guys, as always, an hour to uh, chat to uh, your good selves about Newcastle United and uh, people in the chat got any questions, uh, send them over. We'll do our best to uh, give our answer or critique on them. And Malcolm, um, another win. Uh, game of two halves, proverbial game of two halves last week, Newcastle. Um, against Southampton, uh, you know, always difficult when you're playing these teams at the bottom of the division. Um, you, you sometimes think that uh, you know it's going to be an easy game. We're going to win five or six nil and uh, do the business like we did against Tottenham. But unfortunately, um, that wasn't the way it was going to go in the first half. No, um, I did say before the game that they they really do play some lovely football, Southampton. It's just that they struggle to score goals, and and. And that's pretty much what happened in the first half. Um, uh, that they really, I thought they played ever so well. Newcastle, they they, they just didn't look right. Um, but uh, moving on to the second half, the beauty about Newcastle right now is that they can be playing pretty poorly, but they can still score goals. And that is, it's so important for a side because you can't be, you can't be really good every week. But if, if you can be a threat, a danger by scoring goals, um, then all of a sudden you, you can turn the tide. Uh, and that's exactly what they did. Goals change games. And, and that's how Newcastle are changing their games at the moment. And, uh, and well done to them. Uh, you could have maybe um, thought there might be a bit of a panic coming on on the second half um, with being a goal down, but they didn't. They just they just kept playing, um, and uh, I've, and I, I really do have a lot of confidence and faith in this side. And they don't have to play well to win. And and that's a that's a great thing, John. Yeah, I mean, I thought the game turned completely in what we who were sitting in the uh, in the press uh, room was talking about, and that is that it hadn't worked for Anthony Gordon, so it was time to bring him off. I mean, I felt that. You know, what was said about Isaac early on when uh, when Eddie was explaining why Isaac wasn't starting and he said, well, he might be up to speed for ordinary teams, but the way we play with the high pressing, the ultra fitness, trying to do with the pace is not up to speed yet. I felt that's the situation with Gordon, who, of course, has just arrived. I don't think he's up to Newcastle United pace yet. He can't press, he can't do... I mean, I thought he looked quite weak on the ball. He got bullied on the ball a little bit. Yeah, he um, did. And I felt that the change in the whole thing... And I was sitting with Malcolm and I was I was talking to one of the press lads, Craig Hope, in the Daily Mail, and we all said, before half-time, take Anthony off at half-time. And, yeah. and Hope, he said, to me, well, what will you do when you can bring a winger on? I said, well, really, bring Wilson on. And put his mm -hmm. hand on the wing. And for me, that changed it because Wilson was the, yes. the orthodox centre forward. He played it that way. If you think about it, he scored two. He had another ruled for fractional offside and he hit the bar. And that was only 45 minutes work, not 90 minutes work. And <laughs> so it changed the whole thing. I would say, though, um, because I would like to put it on record, that as far as Anthony Gordon's concerned, I know he's taken a bit of a bashing in social media and there's people, only a minority, but quite vocal, you know, writing them off and saying he won't do it at Newcastle. I just say, hold your fire. Give yeah. the lad time. He's only 22. That was only his third start because he got involved with the League Cup where he was League Cup tight. 
and he isn't up to speed yet. Let's remember about Isaac when he wasn't up to speed. Let's remember what tune Eddie Howe got out of people that were torn deaf, like Mirren <laughs> and Joe Linton and um, Sean Longstaff. He's transformed Sean Longstaff, mm-hmm. transformed yes. Jacob Murphy. So I've got a feeling that he'll do that with Anthony Gordon. We may have to wait to next season to see it, but that's okay. There's only about five matches left at this stage. But I I don't believe the guy will start on Sunday. I actually hope he doesn't, because in his current situation, he's not up to speed for me. But I'm not going to write him off yet. Long term, I I think he's got a chance of coming. You could have easily written Almiran off originally. You could have easily written Joe Linton off when he was it's a, a lot did. Yes, a lot did John. And yeah, and and rightly so. Mm-hmm. But what in and and Sean Longstaff was on a dip, and look how he's coming becoming mm-hmm. a central part of the team, not the squad. Jacob Murphy out on loan to Sheffield Wednesday in some other club for a couple of seasons. No future here. All of a sudden, a regular starter at the moment. So players can be transformed. And I think Anthony Gordon hopefully will be because certainly he's got a manager that's got um, stardust in his back back pocket. And if he decides to bring it out and sprinkle it on Gordon, he'll be okay. Yeah. 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 I I, I would agree um, entirely, John, with, with what you've said. That um, with Gordon, I think what we've got to remember also is that he spent over three quarters of a season um, at a side that that is absolutely awful, and and so uh, the fitness level drops significantly, and it takes a long while to get it back. Plus, Eddie Howe is demanding a bit more. Yes. That's absolutely right, Malcolm. Yeah. And, and, and he looks to me, when you watch him closely, to be well short of that fitness level. Yes, well That's short. Important. Well short. Yeah. It'll, ta- it'll take time, but he'll get there. Mm. Mm. You know, he, he's, he, I think he's very athletic. So he will get there yes. in time. Yeah. Yeah, I've got no doubt in that as well. I've got... Um... Uh, I've got faith in Anthony Gordon. I think he'll do well, and he, and he gets a summer under the management and coaching of, of Eddie and the boys. Yeah, and, I, and I think I he'll think, do well. I think he could do with with having uh, two or three really good sessions in the weight room mm-hmm. to build to build his uh, muscle bulk up. And, at the moment, he looks he looks weak, Malcolm. At the moment, yes, he, does. he can be pushed yeah. off the ball. You know, he can be pushed off the ball, and. Um, Confidence levels as well. I mean, on another day with his confidence high, that when he was through one-on-one with the keeper yeah. and he hit the outside of the post, that would go in eventually. Yes. Once he gets to what he's going to become, that'll go in. Uh, his confidence levels aren't high because, as Malcolm said, he'd come from an Everton team struggling like heck. He'd yeah. had a bad way of leaving Everton with the fans on his back because he wanted away. Life's been tough for the kid and he's only 22. Um, I think at the moment... He's best being used as a sub because I, I don't want to see him start against Arsenal. Um, I'm just being realistic. But I think in the long term, he can become an important part of our setup. We do like questions on here. Um, so keep them coming in. Uh, I'll get through them as uh, best I can. Super Ernie 90 says, Afternoon, do you think St Maximin will play for us again, Malcolm? Or will he move on in the summer window? Right, well, I'm on for me fish and chips. <laughs> um, let, let me put it this way uh, St Maximin is a hugely skillful player hugely skillful there's no doubting that whatsoever um, uh, and he can be a real handful to play against but if you look at the situation now and I and I I'm, I keep harping back on this, but but this is the fundamental of football. How many goals have you scored? How many goals have you made? Ask the same question to Murphy. And there's two entirely different answers. Entirely different. And that's why Murphy is in the side who is nowhere near the skill of St. Maximin. But, but Murphy... Is, is more direct, 
uh, more positive in the way that he goes about what he does, gets into the right positions at the right time. Um, and he's got a cracking shot on him. He's got a, a, a super ability to cross the ball. He might not have the on-the-ball skills, but Murphy, in the end, is more effective than St. Maximin. Um, and and I, St. Maximin frustrates the life out of me because he could be so brilliant, but he isn't. Uh, and it's only him that can get himself sorted out. You know, you can think- maybe talk to him and, 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 and help and guide him a little, but I'm not so sure that he would bother even to listen. I think, I think he's got we'll, his own way of playing, and he wants to stick to that. I think we'll see him before the end of the season, perhaps well off the bench, but I think he's, he could even make the bench on Sunday in terms of fitness-wise, because he's back here from France and be playing. And there's nine on the bench, for goodness sake, so there's, yes. there's room for everybody on right. the bench. And but, so he could uh, be on the bench, but just to finish it, Marl, um, and he could get in the team, who knows, with injury. But I wouldn't be at all surprised if the right offer comes in this summer, they'll sell him. But they've got, there's got to be a decent offer because they're not going to give him away in terms of money. But if you get anywhere 40 million and north of that, they, they will sell him. And the club that was willing to do that and still feels like that is Tottenham Hotspur in, in terms of Levy, the owner. He mm. fancies him strongly as a as a, a really? pleaser, etc., etc. Yeah. He has a great not only does he hold the purse strings, but he has a great influence on the manager and who comes to the club. Yes. Now that tells you an awful lot because they've got an awful lot wrong in the transfer market, Spurs, over recent seasons. And mm. um, so it's not to say that um, they're right and we are wrong, but it again. Who comes in as manager? If the man that comes in as manager at Spurs says to Levy, I'm only coming in providing I've got the final say on transfers, and Levy agrees to that, then there's some maximum situation can change because the new manager mightn't fancy him. So that comes into play. But Spurs' interest in him isn't paper talk, which is what we say. It is absolutely genuine. And... and and the San Maximum camp know of their interest in him, etc., etc. Know positively of their interest in him. So it'll be interesting to see. And of course, that not only frees up a place in the squad, but financially gives Newcastle more leeway to work their money because they've got 40, 50 million in so that that can go straight in the transfer pot for buying players on top of what's already there. So it opens that door. And it, it's often been said that if they could make one good outgoing transfer, it would all help their situation. But of course, you've got to select who you're going to go. You don't want that outgoing man to be Bruno or to be Joe Linton or or um, anybody of that, or to be Isaac. And it won't be because the club wouldn't want to sell them. And the only man that's likely to bring in a fee that they would let go, for me, is Maxi. Mm, yeah, well, I just um, looking at the comments, John, as you were talking, um, there, w- there was one there, Steve, that uh, it, it, it said that uh, Sir Maximin has got much better stats. <laughs> well, there are only two stats that really, really matter. How many goals have you scored? How many goals have you made? Or at least for a forward, I'm talking of. And those two stats, they will tell everything. And Murphy makes more goals, scores more goals than St. Maximin. So St. Maximin's stats um, are on uh, on how many times he can he can disappear up his own backside um, is it, 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 all very well. But they're not the important stats. They're not the stats that really make a difference. They're not the stats that the teammates go, great, fabulous, that's what we want. And and the teammates are doing that with Murphy. He's just what they want. 
Mm. Interesting stuff. The ESM thing is going to run and run through the summer. We're, we're certain, oh, what a blow. Oh, wait. What a blow. I'm that taking the summer off then. That's more than he does. Hey, <laughs> dear me. Don't you upset Trulls when Trulls comes in? Trulls is ESM's biggest fan in here. Um, can you see Wilson bagging 20 goals this season? He's got five games left to get five goals. Can he do it, Mal? Yeah. Yes, he can. Um, he. When the ball comes in the box, he's absolutely alive, um, and uh, and is is a terrific one-touch finisher. Um, and he's uh, and he would just uh, uh, find any any way to get that vital touch just in front of the defender on the ball. Um, so yes, yes, he, he can he score five in five? Of course he can. Yeah. What you've got to do, though, you've got to ask uh, Eddie if he's going to be allowed to, because there's him and Isaac for centre forward. Is he going to play him? Is he going to start him in the five? If he starts yeah. him in the five, he can score five goals. If you bring him on at half time, he's got two and a half games to get them in. in the time he still score five goals, John. <laughs> now we're getting yeah. carried away here. We, he, before we know where we are, we'll have Haaland centre forward. <laughs> <laughs> I think he can do it. I think he can do it. He's, he's oh, he can his... do it. He can. If he starts, he can do it. But if you bring him on at half time, and this isn't a go at Eddie because it's half worked, and there's he's had mm. to come to that equation as well. But if you come on at half time or something, your time is obviously very reduced for scoring five. You can score a hat trick in a game. Um, so, yes, he can do it. Uh, there's no question about that. And if he starts, if he played all five games, he's got a real chance of doing it. And this might be a Newcastle United podcast, but it's a football podcast as well, Malcolm. And um, I've heard of the goalkeepers union. I'm sure there used to be a strikers union. Um, what did you make of Haaland breaking the record last night? I mean, he's been just abnormal this season, hasn't he? What a, yeah. what a finisher. He's a, he's a complete phenomenon. Um, you know, can you imagine yourself? Um, you're sitting in the dressing room and the, and the manager comes in to give the team meeting. And he says, uh, okay, I want you to man Mark Harland. <laughs> what a task. What an unbelievable task. Um, it, it, you know, it must be every defender's nightmare at the moment. Well, um, if you remember, Malcolm, before the game with West Ham, three of the West Ham team, including the centre-half Zuma, went down with an illness and didn't play. Now, do yes. you think there had been a team talk at lunchtime and it said to Zuma, you're the man marking marking Holland, and by two o'clock in the afternoon, he had a high temperature and he was on his way back to London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's enough to frighten anybody, is Holland. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> I wonder though how many how many goals he would be scoring if he was sort of in a um, in a middling um, Premiership club. You know, he's he's with probably just about the best in the country right now, and possibly one of one of one of the best four in in Europe. Um, so, uh, it, it, and. By heavens, they know how to get the ball um, into that into that uh, uh, um, into that danger area for him. You know, I, I was I remember back to that um, when Newcastle were three one ahead against Man City at, at St James Park earlier in the season, and Newcastle were three one ahead. Manchester City for twenty minutes were absolutely. Totally, completely unplayable. They just mesmerised the Newcastle side and scored two goals, and they got a draw out of it. Um, and I and and there was no way that you could have criticised Newcastle. It was just sheer utter brilliance by Manchester mind, City. And mind you, for an hour, Malcolm, me we mesmerised them, and we oh, we did, and, we and did, Max, John. Maxi hammered Walker. Abs uh, oh, Walker would. He, you know, he was he, due to us as well. We yeah. Him. He turned he turned Walker into a nervous wreck. Oh, 
oh dear, oh dear. And by the way, the Holland thing, isn't it interesting, Steve? The Holland thing with the record last night, the record he beat, the Premier League record for goals in the season, were two of our old mates. Uh, Alan Shearer yes. and Andy Cole was That's uh, right. He's the guy that took their records last night um, And Shearer didn't play in a brilliant uh, Newcastle side That were That's winning right. things Malcolm, But he still scored a pile of goals Yes, yeah, he absolutely still scored a pile of goals. Holland yes. will score goals where they go Mightn't be 51 It mightn't be 51 mm. But he'll yeah. score goals where they goes. I mean, you sure. just look at him and you, as you say, Malcolm, you think, how am I going to mark him? His <laughs> power, his pace, oh. his shooting ability, his cleverness. And it's not all brute force, is it? You know, the way he dinked the goalkeeper for the for the record goal. Yes. Oh. I mean, that was just he's, delicate. He's touch, got a very it? deft touch about it. Yes, yes. It's not all but, brute force. But physically, he's a brute. Oh, no question. Oh, no question at all. Mm. I mean, you, 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 the way he's built is, you know, he's built like Usain Bolt, who thought he could play football as well until he tried and found <laughs> he couldn't. But he's built like him and he can run like him. Now, that's, yeah. a, that's a canny start. <laughs> Isn't it, Josh? Definitely is. Looking forward to seeing how he progresses in uh, in a black and white shirt one day as well. Um... Is he going to sign for Juventus, is he? Hey, hey, classic. <laughs> Be optimistic, John. One day we'll have Holland. One day. He, he seemed to like it up here. Uh, it's a cold weather. Uh, Derek, one he is Norwegian. He is Norwegian. He like it up here. The weather. That's what I mean, yeah, with cold yeah. weather. and We've got a boat that goes direct to Norway. I see, we're selling it to him already, John. Um, <laughs> Richard says, does Supermax see Isaac as a striker or a winger? I don't see him, uh, to be honest, uh, as either. Um, he sort of... Uh, um, oh, I, I don't want this to sound lame, but, but, he's in, he, but he's in the middle of that. He's, he's got the ability to be, to be a winger when he's wide, um, uh, um, but, a, a, but a, a striker when, when he's in the middle. Um, the, the, the one thing that probably he, that he's not keen on is is playing as as an out and out centre forward with his back to goal. That that isn't his game. He wants to be facing um, the target all of the while, um, and uh, and and the way that uh, that he moves the ball around um, the whole of the forward line is absolutely terrific. And uh, and so that and that's the beauty of Wilson and he together that Wilson will act as that target man quite happily. And, uh, uh, and, and as Wilson lays it off, he'll just turn and, 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 and uh, um, move forward again into, into a different position. Um, and Isaac will always be there um, offering the support and, and, and coming from, a, 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 um, from that little deeper position than Wilson. Um, and, and I really do see them as a, as a fantastic pair together um uh, and so yeah i he's not a winger he's he's not an out and out center forward he's he's one he plays he plays just off of the front and and can play the whole of the width of the pitch He's, um, he's a very different... I mean, he's the Swedish centre-forward in his other clubs. Mm. He played as a nine, but he's a very different player to Wilson. I mean, yeah. I, feel, I feel that Wilson, and this isn't meant as a criticism because it's an accolade, really, Wilson can only play nine. He's a brilliant nine, but he's a nine. You wouldn't play Wilson out wide on the left or out wide on the right. He plays between the posts. And he's and that's the most difficult position to play, and he plays it exceptionally well. Isaac can, is like a modern day footballer, isn't he? He's a bit like Thierry Henry. What was Thierry Henry? Was he a centre forward? Was he a left winger? He often come in off the left with Arsenal. If you think of when he mm. was a wonderful gazelle yes. type player, he often come in off the left hand side to finish. Uh, he didn't play orthodox centre-forward like right. the old-fashioned English bulldog centre-forward. That's the sort of la guy Alan Shearer was. That's the sort of guy Callum Wilson was. But it wasn't the sort of guy Thierry Henry was. And it's not the sort of guy Isaac is. Uh, it, it, he has the ability to play all over 
all over the pitch, if you like. He can play where he wants to play or where his manager wants him to play. Wilson can play centre-forward. So if you're going to play them together, Wilson's got to be the one through the middle and then you let Isaac float either behind them or on one of the flanks, which is what he did brilliantly in the second half against yeah. Southampton. It worked for two reasons. Well, it worked for three reasons. One was allowing Gordon to come off and, and put him out of his misery. The second was having the goal-scoring ability of Wilson on. And the third, Wilson worked because Isaac was such an effective outside left. For the yeah. one of the word, he wasn't an outside left out, but he... Uh, Striking on the left side It worked He had his contribution to it as well Isaac Which is why I think You know If we were looking to Arsenal Is there a And you play the formation The tactical formation That Eddie likes And will always play Which is one through the middle And two wide Why Can you think of a better person To play wide left In that setup Than Isaac mm. On, on Sunday Yeah yeah, yeah, for yeah. Me, yeah. For me, you could play that, Malcolm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Derek's um, put some stats up there for you, Mal. Uh, just on the match. Yeah, I see that, but 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 that's just looking at their overall careers at St James Park. Um, but what what the, the one thing that you have to remember about Murphy was the Steve Bruce, because that's including the, the Steve Bruce. It's it's all of their time. Good old um, that um, that Murphy was played right back. Richie was left back, if you remember. That Steve Bruce had two wingers playing as fullbacks. Uh, so uh, you know that I think what you've got to do is just look at the stats under the current manager. Nothing previous. Because what went before was an absolute load of uh, codswallop. And so uh, so just look from when Eddie Howe became manager and, and, and their stats from there. Mm, OK. Uh, Thierry Henry was a cheat. Just ask Shea Given, says George. Um, yeah, he was. Certainly was. Uh, halfway through the show um, and we will go for the ads. A big shout out to all our sponsors. Thanks to Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 2545 253. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources, handmade in Cumbria. You can order them from their website, mrvickys.co.uk, or by calling 01768 210102. Thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video technology. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End, Newcastle. If you enjoy the show, please hit the little thumb under the video and like the video. Click share to share to your other social media or subscribe. Um, it's free and we do seven shows a week. If you want to become a member, you can click join underneath this video. There are different packages to suit all different pockets. And if you want to become a cult member, then put your smartphone over the QR code. It'll take you straight there to the website, which is nufcmatters.com. If you go in via the website, just click membership pack. What do you get for your money? You get a pen, you get a cup, get a membership card and a scarf and entry into the monthly draw. Don't forget, we are available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast providers. And we also support the food bank on this show. NUFCfansfoodbank.co.uk is where you'll find the match day bucket. You can make a virtual donation today. We've also got some events coming up over the next couple of months. An evening with Peter Beardsley at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets available from newcastlelegends.com. Or go to Woucher and get a 40% discount. Our end of season due is the 27th of May at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets are a tenner from nufcmatters.com. An evening with Gavin Peacock takes place on July the 10th at Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets from nufcmatters.com for that event. And the following night, Gavin will be at the Time Mouse Surf Cafe. Go to their website for ticket information. We've got a vast range of t-shirts, merchandise and memorabilia available at our website, 
The Izak T-shirt is doing well. Go to nufcmatters.com to buy one today. Okay, back to your questions. Quite a few uh, coming in. Uh, Brian Teaser from Derek. He wanted to know, Malcolm, would you start Isaac and Wilson together against Arsenal? I wouldn't have any hesitation. Um, the The only question mark is is uh, um, is Wilson up to playing the full ninety minutes, um, and and that's never disclosed to to us at all. Um, that's kept private within the club. So, uh, 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 and I, I have a feeling it's, you know, that it, it's to save that hamstring of his, uh, which can be a bit of a bind. Um, and so, uh, 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 and Eddie Howe, I, I think he makes it very clear that he really does seek to take care of his players to get the best out of them. He wants them in, in absolute prime condition and doesn't want to put them at risk. So, uh, Yes, they can play together without any shadow of a doubt, and I, and, and I think it would be a very exciting side if if they were uh, to do that. Um, I can, I, you know, I, I can see us becoming one hell of an attacking side if those two were put together um, with Wilson as the main spearhead and and Isaac just off him and play playing um, around Wilson um, right and left. But then, with with two wide men who who are both good at getting the ball into the box, um, I think that, I think the thing would be Malcolm. First of all, Eddie will not disturb, in my opinion, his tactical formation. That's right. So any yeah. chance of Isaac and Wilson playing in the old-fashioned ways which is in tandem as dual strikers, just wouldn't, you know, like McDonald in Tudor, like Shearer and Ferdinand, mm -hmm. like Barnes, it will not happen. But when you say, can, when the gentleman says, can they play together? The answer is yes, but we don't mean together in the old-fashioned way of twin strikers, but in a front three. Mm. They can play within um, the tactical formation Eddie insists upon and he won't change that but what that means is Wilson goes through the middle Isaac lines up although he drifts he lines up on the left yeah. and then you decide who's lining up on the right which is possibly Murphy but you've got all sorts of people there you've got Gordon you've got Almir and they're queuing up for the wide positions so you know the play together i.e. in the same side but not as twin strikers that will never happen Wilson goes through the middle, Isaac plays left, and whoever you want, probably Murphy's mm -hmm. control at the moment, plays right. And, you know, and Malcolm's absolutely right that, that Eddie will always try to protect the hamstrings of Wilson, etc., and he probably won't play 90 minutes. But there's a simple answer to that as well. You move Isaac from outside left to centre forward and yeah. bring one of your 16 wingers in, you've got plenty to choose from, for goodness oh, sake. Yes. So you yeah. bring him in out there. It doesn't need Isaac to be sitting on the subs bench to be able to bring Wilson off. You can bring yeah. Wilson off, move, move Isaac to centre forward and then put put a, a wide man on, a natural wide man on. So you've still got that alternative. Um, sure. But, you know, I would want to go with my best attacking players. And, and they're the best two goal scorers we've got. Isaac and Wilson. I, yes. I know that Almiron's in between with 11 at the moment, but he's not a regular, regular, regular goal scorer. Isaac will be, Wilson is. So I would like them to be on the pitch. And I don't want Isaac to be sitting on the bench because I think he's too good to sit on the bench. I don't want to drop Wilson yeah. either. So the answer is what we've been talking about in my eyes. Mm. Interesting again. It's it's one which you know somebody it was Nobby Solano in a talking I did with him recently said we actually play with four or five attacking players. You know Eddie Howe's got the, the team on such a high press when we push forward. You know that um, you know it's almost like playing with multiple forwards. Sure, because um, Willock gets into the box. Yeah, uh, he he becomes another forward um, when we're attacking in the opposing penalty uh, opposing half. Yeah. So, so Linton attacks the penalty area. Yes, he does. 
eight goals That's now, right. I think, Joe Linton. Um, so, mm -hmm. and, you know, the wide men get in as well. Murphy can finish, Almiron yes. finishes, etc., etc. So, yes, we do attack with a lot. But um, I think Wilson and Isaac are too good for one of them to be sitting on the, on the, the subs bench. Mm. Ronaldo, we'll talk transfers. Uh, Ian says, uh, what do you think of the rumours of uh, the prima donna plonka, Ronaldo, coming to us? Uh, Ian tends to think it's a load of rubbish. I think I think we'll all think it's a load of rubbish, to be honest. Um, yeah, go on, lads. I'd rather well, pull my teeth out with a pair of pliers. <laughs> Honestly, I would. I'd rather go on the lawn and pull my teeth out with a pair of pliers. We would be about 10 years too late in getting Ronaldo. He's, he was a fabulous, fabulous, wonderful, yeah. sensational player. That's that's so far past his sell-by date. It's untrue. Sure, you and he's left him left him behind now. Yeah, and he's uh, uh, Ronaldo has been at the stage for a very long time where he plays for himself. Yeah, totally for yeah. himself. Um, yeah, but it's too. But, it's... but also, John, I, um, his current circumstances that he, he's actually been told to leave. Has he not? Well, we don't know. There's all sorts of rumours. But the bottom line seems to be that he's likely to leave because he's also said that his family's not enjoying it. He doesn't understand the language, etc., etc. And, of course, he's rich enough to, to blow yeah. the contract and go somewhere else. There's talk that Real Madrid's going to give him an ambassadorial role at the club, which right. is full-time. He's all yes. at the club, of course which would be a full-time role because, obviously, he's, he's not got any intention of becoming a coach or a manager at any stage in the future. So he could do this ambassadorial role. But I don't think, he'll, bottom line, he'll stay in Saudi. But he's, he's, at the, you know, he's not just at coming down the other side of the hill. He's already down and getting buried in the ground. It would be too late to sign Messi as well because Messi is on the wrong side of the hill. He would cost... Yes. Enormous twenty-five legs, wages-wise. Did, did you did you see the bit about um, Al Hilal um, in yeah. Saudi Arabia who want him? Yeah, and and, and what it actually said in, in the Daily Mail this morning was that he would be receiving a hundred and thirty-two million pound per year. Oh, sure, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Ronaldo's money is, is huge. But, yeah. you know, um, he's not at the stage. He's going to leave uh, Paris Saint-Germain. There's absolutely no question. They can't afford to keep him on. And he's worked himself a little bit because he went over to Saudi uh, when he wasn't allowed to recently and has yes. been suspended by Paris Saint-Germain. And, of course, he went over to Saudi. They're paying big money and he might be mm. going over there to play. Um, but, you know, you don't sign yesterday's men. You sign today's men who have yeah. got a great tomorrow. You yeah, don't you sign, yesterday. you sign yesterday's men and you start going backwards. Of course you do. Of course and, you do. Man, United, Man, Man United found that with uh, Ronaldo in, in the side. Of course. of course. Newcastle used to buy people's rejects. Those days have gone, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I would say, 100%. So there you go, Ian. You've got, you got a good answer to your question there. Derek is still looking at stats. He went, you could have a point, Malcolm, under how... Maxi, 998 minutes, one goal, five assists. Murfinho, 1,147, four and two. But that's after Spurs. He's loving his stats, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> stats, damn stats. That's what they're he scored, saying. He scored three this season, Murphy, hasn't he? That was after Spurs, I think he said. Um, yeah, I mean, dear, dear me, you get tangled up in, you get tangled up in oh, stats. Oh, do you not? Do you not? Yeah, you really do. Um, what 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 happens? What happens on the pitch is is the most important thing, uh, I would say. And uh, Tom Dixon says, do you think Darren Kowal will be sent out again on loan next season, or would you try and get him into the squad, Mal? Uh, he's only eighteen, isn't he? Only a kid. Yeah. 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 I. I, I, the, the, with, with the transformation of Newcastle this season to where they are now, um, this is not a time for kids. It really isn't. And uh, uh, his time will come. 
the lad. Yeah, there, there's, <laughs> there's absolutely no question of him coming into our squad next season. He, he's just a bane. He was only making sub appearances in Australia, for goodness sake. And, and he's now over here. He's hardly played at all. I think he's had one start for Hearts. Not the lad's fault, but he hasn't been gaining the experience that he needed. There is absolutely no chance of him going in. And bear in mind, next season we'll be a European Champions League side. There's no chance of him yeah. still. He will go out and get experience yes. um, in the way that, that Elliot Anderson did and the way all of the others did that ended up uh, uh, being in the first no, you, you you You've got yeah. a young, inexperienced player, and Elliot Anderson in the squad. Well, that's, that's right. And You're not going to have this guy as well, no. No, no, no not at all. And uh, and when you go in the Champions League, you you can't afford to take a chance. You've got to be absolutely rock solid every single game, all of the while. One hundred percent. Messi offered one hundred and ninety-four million. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy wages like that. Absolutely bonkers. Uh, the lads are wanting to know who you would like to come in on the transfer window. Tommy Wilson, haven't seen you in the chat for a while. Welcome back, mate. He says, "Hi, lads. The up and coming transfer window. Who would your dream sign him be, Malcolm? Things have changed now because of the Champions League. You know, two two wins and we're there. Um, you know." Results dependent, of course, but um, you know, you think things are going to take a different turn now, aren't they? Uh, yes, they are. Um, I'm not going to go into individuals, but what I think is we have got to get in uh, one or two defenders, um, particularly as centre half. Um, Shah is he's just pushing on, on age a bit, isn't he, at the moment? Although I think he's playing exceptionally well. Um, the, I, I think we're short in midfield, um, both defensively and um, uh, uh, and and attacking wise, um, and maybe maybe a, 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 another um, goal scorer. Uh, and it, all of that's going to take money, more money than we can afford to actually spend. And when I say afford to spend, I'm talking about the limitations that have been placed on Newcastle in terms of how much they can spend in a season. What, what I've just, you know, that sh sort of rough shopping list that, um, that I've just um, put together there, um, we'll probably finish up. We can only afford to, to do half of that, which is, it's a shame. It's very restrictive. Depending uh, on the money that we bring in from the commercial deals and depending on the TV, I mean, we just had the Chronicle giving us the TV figures. I think it was last season's TV figures where we weren't on TV as much, 126.2 million. This year, 22 out of 25 games, I think, so far on TV. Cup run to take into consideration, which took us all the way to Wembley. Sponsorship mm -hmm. on the shirts, which we're led to believe will come in sometime before the end of the season. Twenty-five million a year over three uh, for the next three years. TV coming in from the Amazon TV program, ten million pound. Money that they'll save on players who well, money that they'll get on players going out. I mean, they've already managed to do that deal on Chris Wood. Um, there'll be other players going out and off the wage bill, so it, it might not be as bad as we, you know, as, as, as we anticipate. Financial fair play plus the only, you know, they didn't spend as much in the January window um, as they could have done. Two hundred and fifty million they've spent as opposed to the three hundred million I think they were going to spend. So all in all, it's it, you know they'll have a little they'll have a little war chest as the Chronicle like to call it, John. Uh, yeah, spend, yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. It, it might be an interesting summer. Plus, they won't have the pants pulled down this lot. They're not stupid. They're not no, going to go. They're not no. going to go for a Harry Kane who's only got a couple of years left at best, at his peak form, spanging goals in and spend a hundred million on him. They're, they're probably going to look at you know unearth another gem, and that's what Dan Ashwood's been brought in for, John. And, and mm. just yeah, just absolutely... get back to Tommy's question: Who's your who's your dream? Who would be your dream signings? Well. So, 
it, it always depends when you use the word dream signing, you see. You can look at it where you're not looking at cash and you're not looking at age. And to some people, that would mean Harry Kane. And for other people, it would mean Declan Rice and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, they might be dream signings, but they aren't going to happen. And that would rock yeah. the boat because um, financially... You see, the other problem there is, take Declan Rice, for example. People say, why don't we go for Declan Rice? Because we need a defensive midfield player. Um, and it would cost $100 million, but in transfer fee. But Eddie Howe would have to smash his uh, wage structure within the club to get, because Declan Rice will be on three times as much as Bruno's on. Um, now, do you do that? No, because Eddie Howe won't have that, and I can understand why. Newcastle are one for all and all for one because they are brothers in arms. If you suddenly bring somebody in that's getting three times as much as them, they're going to ask for the same, and you can't afford to give it, or they're going to have a pet lip on and say, wait a minute, we finished third top, we got you into the Champions League, etc., etc., and you're now bringing in players on three times the weekly wage I'm on. And so this great camaraderie that the club have got now, which, by the way, if you could bottle it, is magnificent. I mean, yes, Newcastle have got ability. Yes, they've got this, that, and the other. But what they've got more than anybody is that team spirit. You look when we played Spurs. They've got a huge batch of, of big-name players from Kane to Song to a World Cup winning goalkeeper, etc., etc., etc. But there's flaky as hell because there's no team spirit. There's no camaraderie. The minute they're under the cosh, they, they run up the white flag. Yeah. We don't. And, and you've got to keep that spirit for next season. And therefore, Newcastle will look to buy another Bruno Another Botman, I don't mean position-wise, I mean talent-wise, sure. ability-wise, and the price range-wise. They'll try to buy those type of players that will fit into the current system seamlessly uh, rather than go out and buy Declan Rice or Harry Kane that would smash sure. everything. Uh, they won't do that. They'll sign the type of thing. But they might yes. well go and sign... They, they, sorry, John, but they, they what Newcastle want and, and will go and get are the people with their best years ahead of them. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Won't sign a Harry Kane, they're more likely to be in the market for somebody like Osherman. You know what I mean? Somebody yes, who's going to because they built the the start of the built the spine of a team, a younger team. You've got Botman there, you've got Bruno there, mm -hmm. you've got Isaac there, and, and you're gonna want to support those players by bringing in others in a similar age group. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and in a similar quality. financial bracket, which is important. I think they'll have to break the wage structure. I think they'll have to. I think that'll be the thing. I think that. But there's ways of breaking it, Steve. You break it yeah. just a little bit. I mean, everybody that's at Newcastle now know that they're not all on the same wage, but they're all within within a certain sphere. You know, if if you. If you go and get Declan Rice or Harry Kane, we're just using them as an example. We don't mean it seriously. But you're, you're, going, you're getting treble the wages that the highest paid guy is on now. Now that produces problems. If it's within, you can top the top wage, which is Bruno, you can top that, but not treble it without causing trouble in the dressing room, I mean. And, and they'll, they'll slowly get to that. In a couple of seasons' time, they will be buying players that have got the wages we're talking about now because everybody else will have been dragged up towards it and all the other money, the sponsorship, the, the European Champions League money and all that will have come into play. So the progress will be there. But, you know, they're not going to do an evil Knievel and jump over um, uh, the Rocky Mountains. Uh, from the start, they're going to build up. And haven't they done it quickly and well so far? And, and there are other gems out there like Botman and like Bruno. And, and I mean, in this country, if you so wished and you wanted to go out and get Madison and all, they wouldn't break the bank or the wage structure. 
and, yeah. and you know, but be a step forward. And so, you know, they may well look at that sort of thing. You, the, the names that were mentioned, sorry, the positions that were mentioned by Malcolm, which he was absolutely right about, for me, you can add left back in there. And if that happens to be Kieran Tierney yeah. coming out of Arsenal, he would be within the wage structure and he's a proper left back and he's a top left back. They've got two good left backs. That's their trouble with, with the, uh, the Ukrainian lad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they will, they will move <sighs> forward, but they won't. That is my, as Steve said when he said they won't have their pants pulled down. They're not stupid. They're, they're not going to put themselves at risk. They're not going to do what the Chelsea owner's done. Good God. Yeah, I mean, if there is a book to be written about how not to run a top football club, mm. he should be the author. Yeah, I still, like I've said to both of you and I've said on this show, I still believe that there's a bigger story going on behind Chelsea. I'll be very surprised if uh, if Todd Bowley's actually the owner. But we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, we'll wait and see what happens with that. Yeah, but 10 minutes, he's, he's very yeah. much a front man, isn't he? He's a front man, probably for the same bloke who sold the club, allegedly. Um, I'd still reckon that the bloke, the bloke that sold the club was more astute in what he did with the club than, than whoever's running it now is. Yes. Because the, the transfer policy of who's running it now yeah. is embarrassing. The whole thing, the whole thing stinks to high heaven. It looks, it looks to me very much like a, you know somebody trying to get rid of money very quickly, and that's the reason they spent six hundred million. But again, yeah. it'll all yes. come out in the wash. And I, I, I saw a, a comment about, you know, is Sterling finished? Sterling, he, he's gone to Chelsea at, 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 at totally the wrong time. Nobody's shining at Chelsea. They can't do it at the moment. The whole thing stinks to high heaven. And, uh, and, and, and good players are looking poor players. Um, did, did you see them in the week against Arsenal? Oh. Chelsea were absolutely shocking. Really, yeah. truly shocking. Well, I mean, I said at the time, Malcolm, if, if you watch that game and people say, well, Arsenal are now back on form, blah, 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 they're back Ooh. winning. But we won't lie down the way Chelsea were. Oh, we absolutely. disorganised as Chelsea. Yeah. Arsenal are facing a different kettle of fish on Sunday it, than the faced against it, Chelsea. It, it, it seemed to me as if Chelsea, they weren't even that bothered whether, whether they crossed the halfway line or not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's a different game for Arsenal. Let's look at it. Uh, Newcastle United uh, will take on Arsenal this uh, coming Sunday. It is a half past four kickoff. It is live on Sky Sports. We affectionately know it as the Malcolm McDonald Derby, and uh, it is a four thirty kickoff. It is live on Sky. It is a sellout. Uh, War flags are asking you to take your scarves to the game if you are going to make a, a wonderful atmosphere with the flags and the scarves. And bring your voices to the game as well. Uh, Supermat will be at the Dog and Parrot at two o'clock, uh, returning approximately 6.30, 6.45. And uh, it is free entry. Kids welcome. Food and drink are in plenty full supply. And uh, Gibbo will be at Pumphrey's in the big market with Ando. John Anderson, of course, at two o'clock. Uh, early for team news, but we know LaSalle's won't feature. Still got a calf injury, injury which uh, is... Uh, Means he misses out. Uh, Sean Longstaff, uh, well, relieved to say it's not broken the foot, uh, so he oh, could be available. Really? Oh, he that could is be good available. News. And uh, Alanson Max, be back, Malcolm, he could be Sorry? back. Yeah, he could be back. On really? Sunday. Yeah. And uh, oh, wow. Alanson uh, really Maxim- good news. Maximum's hamstring uh, appears to be miraculously recovering as well in time for another big game live on TV, um, and uh, he could return as well. As for Arsenal, uh, El Neni is out as is Tommy Yasu. Uh, William Saliba is doubtful. And uh, those of you who watched the game against Chelsea the other night will have probably seen the defender, Gabriel, uh, forced off in the closing stages. And news of his uh, availability uh, will come out over the next day or so. Uh, on the road, Arsenal have a great record, as I've mentioned in the last couple of days. Uh, 11 Premier League wins, uh, drawing three games at Southampton, Liverpool and West Ham. And they've lost three on the road, uh, Manchester City, Manchester United and Everton, surprisingly. Uh, they are also the highest scorers away from home with 33 goals. Uh, referee this weekend is Chris Kavanagh. It's his second game in charge of Newcastle uh, fixture. Uh, the other one was the 2-1 victory at Brentford. Uh, his most recent appearance at St James's Park was the 1-1 draw with Aston Villa during lockdown. Uh, VAR 
for this weekend's fixture is Andy Madley. And uh, the question that was uh, in the chat from Keith was, would you lads be happy with a draw on Sunday? Keith, not on your Nelly, mate. We're going to win. <laughs> we are going to win this game, Bonnie lad. And we're going to win it comfortably. 2-0. I'm getting the prediction in before the lads today. Newcastle's going to win this game and they're going to win it well. Malcolm, You're sounding very confident about it, Steve, I have to say. Um, it, 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 I, the win at Chelsea would have done Arsenal the world of good. Um, they, they've had a, um, prior to that, they had a pretty lean run. Um, so uh, 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 maybe they're getting themselves back on the form. But uh, now, are, are we going to are, are we going to come out with a performance like Southampton, or are we going to uh, um, uh, do a Spurs? Doesn't matter. We won both games. We did indeed, John. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah. But it it needs more than there was against Southampton against Arsenal, without a shadow of a doubt. It needs a lot more than what we showed against um, Southampton. Um, and, and and we've really got to be very much alive. Um, it will be interesting to see the tussle in the middle um, uh, uh, with regards to Odegaard and how Newcastle um, look to uh, uh, um, look to uh, blank him out of the game. Difficult to do. Um, I, I, it'll be interesting to see just who goes about doing that job. He, I think he's an, an absolutely exceptional player. Um, but mind, the room that Chelsea were giving him around the edge of the box, dear me. Chelsea, want, they want shooting for that performance. But uh, against Arsenal, I, uh, um, I, I think Newcastle, they can win. But, but they have got to be absolutely smack on form for the whole of the 90 minutes. They cannot take two minutes off at all in the game. Okay, Gibble. Yeah, uh, well, you read some very interesting stats out, Steve, when you were setting the scene for the game about uh, Arsenal's away record, which is absolutely mm. superb. Having said that, for goodness sake, we've won eight out of the last nine. We've scored 13 yeah. goals in a week. 13 goals in one week, three games. Um, so we're not on dodgy form ourselves. And I agree completely that this is going to be a different challenge and is going to be a big challenge. But if Gabriel's out, and you are about him hobbling off in the last game, then both the centre-halves are out. And if Rob Holden plays, mind, he's a walking disaster. He, he's like Shaw used to be before Eddie Howe got him and turned him into a, an absolutely top, top player. I mean, Rob Olin is just the way not to play centre-half. They could have two, they could have two uh, reserve centre-halves in to look after Wilson and Isaac. And that'll be their weakness. If they have that, that's their Achilles heel. Yeah. Um, and we've all got an Achilles heel somewhere, but I would be looking for us to exploit that. I think it's going to be tough. The interesting thing, and I keep mentioning this, but we have the best goals against record in the whole of the Premier League. We have let in 27, uh, 27 the next is three yeah. ahead, Manchester City with 30. We've only let in 27, yet it is also a fact that in our last 14 Premier League games, we've kept one clean sheet, and that was when we beat Manchester United 2 0 up here. The rest, mm -hmm. we've won seven out of, we've won eight out of nine, and, and there was only the one clean sheet in that. Mm. We always let in a goal, which means we've always got to score two. Um, and therefore, that's exactly the result I'm going to take on Saturday 2 1 to us. Great stuff. Uh, Ian Toon Trader says 3 1 uh, uh, as we'll run and sing and war flag them into the ground. Uh, remember the same Southampton side drew 3 3 at Arsenal, so it works both ways. Malcolm J7 will have Odegaard in his back pocket, says Derek. And Ben White uh, in the centre half, according to a lot of the Guna blogs. Uh, All right. Interesting. Well, score, score wise, I'm, I'm going to take Newcastle to win 1 0. Fantastic. I can see them stopping Arsenal from scoring. 
it's all positive chaps we will see where we go uh, next week uh, until then it's thanks from me thanks from Supermac thanks from Gibbo take care lads take and care it's going to be a great game I think do enjoy keep the faith boys keep the faith we're almost there <laughs> <laughs>